can't right. do anything in this house. So what I'm saying, look at the person next to me. <laughs> this joke first class. This day is busy saying to us, yeah, be free, be free. I'm, I'm, like, yeah. I'm so sad. I'm so sad. Okay, let's do it. Welcome to the very first episode of Blackout. That's right. Welcome to the very first episode of Blackout. I'm your host, VK, or the person who started this podcast, if you must. Um, now, before we get into it, let me explain to you what this podcast is about and what we're going to be doing every episode. Basically, we're going to be talking about anything and everything that comes to mind. Now, I know this may seem very broad and ambiguous, but m- not to worry. Every episode, we're going to be narrowing it down to one specific topic where I will invite two guests to join me on the show and help me co-host and discuss that topic with you. Now, um, you may be wondering why I'm even doing this in the first place. But honestly, I feel like there are certain topics and things that we refuse to talk about. And I feel like by starting this podcast, it's going to push people and and um, make them talk about these things and discuss these things as um, as we move forward with the podcast. And on top of that, it's, it's lockdown. No one has anything to do. We're all kind of bored. So, you know, why not? So now that we've got that out of the way and let us get into today's topic today we're going to be talking about growing up in africa and all the dis- different aspects that are um that that we've learned in our, in our households and that we've kind of um, adapted because we've all grown up in africa and we're just going to be dis- discussing the different things in africa and america and how just growing up in those different households is you know so um before we start, let me introduce you to today's guests. These ladies are some of the most talented women I've ever had the opportunity of working with. Two of them being young entrepreneurs whose businesses are successful in their communities at the moment. And the third one being a young, talented role model with a successful YouTube channel. Please welcome to the show, Tanaka Mukubu, Ravimba Magandi, and Tino Dengerere. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us, Zumbai. Thank you so, so much. pleased to have this opportunity. So pleased to have the opportunity to be on your podcast. Welcome to the show, ladies. Now, I know we all have experience growing up in Africa and all, but remember, um, as far as I'm concerned, um, I know for a small part of your life, you actually lived in Asia. And um, so do you mind telling us, I mean, how long, how long did you stay there for? Uh, yes, so um, majority of my childhood, I grew up 10 years in Kyrgyzstan. This is um, in Central East Asia and then uh, one year in Bulgaria, which is in Europe. So yeah, it's been a significant um, part of my life growing um, overseas. Yeah. Okay, so how long exactly have you been living in Africa? Um, around 2013, that's when I came. So I've been here for eight years yeah okay do you mind um telling us you know explaining to us a few a few of the differences that you've you know you've noticed from um living in asia and living in africa um there are not a lot of black people you see in countries like that you see whereas like if you go to america you're going going to see them okay so especially in kyrgyzstan we're like literally maybe like 
one um, family in our neighborhood or the city where we lived, we were the only black people. So it was very um, different. And it's always like the looks, you know, the swear words, you know, the derogatory words. But hey, this is because they were they didn't know we existed. Only they would see us on the TV, but we would be portrayed in the wrong way. Okay? So whereas here in Zimbabwe, it's totally different. You see, I would see someone looks like me, no judgment, nothing at all. Obviously, um, you being in um, in Asia and stuff, you you did and still grow up with a, a fairly African family. You know, you were brought up with fairly African um, morals. Um, can you just explain to us um, the difference between African morals and the Asian morals that you saw there? Um, yes, um, I grew up in an African household. You see, speaking Shona in the house, then outside of course, you know, English and trying to understand what the next person is trying to say. Um, the, 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 um, the households are very different, eh? but one thing is um, they, they, um, they are big families. So you see like in one house, let me tell you, we had mansions, let me tell you. In one big house, you'd see this person's grandmother, this person's this person's in-laws in the same house. So I'd say maybe that would be like a meeting place. However, it's like, um, what can I say? I would say that um, as an African household, you see, we have like our backgrounds and stuff like that. So I guess maybe there was like a difference, but to some extent we didn't meet in the middle and had an understanding of each other's households. To ask what types of food do you eat? Um, do you eat like I don't know, like how did you manage to change? How did you deal with the change of environment? I think, um, well, the good thing is that, um, we were well, I lived there since I was like really young, so obviously, um, when you're brought up eating something when you're young, you you are accustomed to it so for me i wouldn't say um it was difficult for me maybe for my parents but like i think that caused me to have like a broader palette in terms of liking food more so you see um like you said like you asked they would eat like um I wouldn't say it's like very unique food, but like it's really, really, really good. Well, for me, because I've been brought, I was brought up eating that. But like they say, if you were to go and eat that, you'd be like, oh, okay. But yeah. Anyway, um, I think I mean I found it, I find it very interesting that no matter where where you actually grow up as African children, at least for you know for our generation, um things are basically the same we are we're all pretty much raised the same way i mean i think we can all agree that you know your parents are basically demigods in the household it doesn't matter if you learn that the sky is blue. if your parents say the sky is orange the sky is in fact orange at least in their presence <laughs> no but to be very honest with you girl, to be very honest i kind of disagree i think in every household, there's the parent who wears the pants. So, for example, you have a household where the mom is the one who's laid back and the dad is the one that, if he says the sky is orange, then the sky is orange. Like, we all have that one parent who is a bit, like, I don't know if I can call them yeah, yeah. arrogant, but, like, they refuse to be wrong, basically. And I think we 
each have experienced a black parent who's like that who when you challenge their opinion it's now like you're committing a sin i mean definitely definitely with the with the refuse to be wrong thing i mean black parents or african parents seldom ever admit they're wrong it's they will never admit that what they did was wrong they don't know how to say sorry they don't that know is, they just want to start talking to you and making jokes with you as if we're friends we're not friends you know I mean actually, it's, as no. if, it's as if saying no is like the end of the world for them you know <laughs> that is so true it's like you can't even like i mean even with the with the how your parents are wrong mm-hmm. thing it's like we cannot ever tell them that they're wrong that's because if you tell them that they're wrong you know that's just the end of the world for you the yeah. one person that can ever tell your parents that you're wrong is your grandparents Definitely. they are the only people that can ever put your parents in their place no one else but that i think that's what we need to change when we grow up in our households because to be very honest um i think growing up i think we all tell ourselves that we're going to be different from our parents but then in our own differences our kids have certain things that they don't like about us regardless of being african or not so i think we should just also be mindful of how we speak to our kids because i think like in african households you know um i don't know who taught them this but they tend to say very like violent um words verbal they're like verbal yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> very right you see they tend to be very verbal yeah and exactly and i think and i think t- i to be honest i think it just runs down from one um generation to the next 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 it's like no um my mother used to call me this this this, this. so you see when i have my children i'm going to say this, this. but they don't realize that we like we you see we are like totally different from their generation like yeah. we have feelings like can you you know be more nicer but as you see it's like not I agree, parents, but like you know okay but um now that we've got that out of the way, I want to I want to ask if you guys ever had like an experience where um, we're obviously living under our parents' roofs right now, and um, you know you get shouted at, you know something happens, and you yell at them, or you run to your room and you slam the door, or or, or you you say something under your breath. It's like they always yeah <laughs> exactly oh exactly. yeah you know, definitely. I think I can relate to that. Um, saying something under your breath but i remember there was a time when i was with my cousin and we were basically having like a gossip session um by the sofas like far away from my dad and then i remember we whispered something and then he shot like he was like i can hear what you're saying and it's like what like but then when i call you loud you can't hear me and it's like you know hello it's crazy because it's like you do any of those things so help you god god is the only one who can help you if you slam the door say something whisper something after they've shouted it it's like it's over for you yeah and i used to have this horrible tendency growing up when i was still in primary school whenever my mom used to like shout at me or like correct me i would like roll my eyes and i didn't even realize that i did it you know and i'll just walk away and i'll think that i'm like blinking and i'm actually doing while i'm walking away from her and she'll be like what are you doing I'd be like nothing and then she would like shout at me and i'm like i don't even see the problem because it just become one of those things for me you know <laughs> yeah 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 i mean um do any of you guys have siblings um tina you got any siblings tina <laughs> yes 
sorry um <laughs> okay like um like i was saying um chino do you have any any siblings yes um, i have um a little sister and an older brother so you do so i i think yeah. like in an african household you can agree that you know the youngest child is blamed for literally everything until he or she is able to to properly defend themselves well it's a bit different in our house cuz my sister is just a bit big-headed so she thinks that she's all that she can him <laughs> well do you, ever, do you ever get blamed for something that your 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 sister did i mean as as the older as the the, the eldest girl No, I think I actually blame her because there's a time I remember I did something really bad and something actually died and broke and I just blamed my sister for doing it and like I think it's because she was young at the time. So, but she, she I blame her, she doesn't blame me because I'm a bit mature and my mom wouldn't believe that I do silly things. I get that. I get that. I mean, it's it's crazy, but um uh, I mean, I don't know if it's household or if this is like a whole African thing, but is it just me or does everyone always seem to have um, you know, aunties and uncles? Yeah, that's and true. And if you that's... call anyone by their their first name, it's it's a crime. It's, it's literally a crime it's calling someone that's true. That's true. It's by <laughs> It is everywhere actually. I think because of our culture, it's a bit disrespectful to call adults 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 by their first name so that's why we add auntie or uncle even if you're not related to them i think it's just polite in our culture definitely definitely or even even the whole greeting your parents first thing like your friends it's a must your friends better just greet your parents first you they must never greet your friends first that that is like a major thing Is it just yeah, me? No, it's actually deep if you don't greet your parents like your it happens sometimes I just forget. Sometimes I just wake up and I'm hoodie or something and I don't talk to anyone and then you're getting shouted at. Do I have to greet you first? <laughs> no. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, you know. Definitely. Definitely. Um okay, I don't know. I thought I at first I thought this was just my household, but when I when i um when i did some research i don't know i don't know what it is with african parents but it's just like sleepovers are just a no like you can never go on the sleepover that is it just so me? true I, 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 sleepovers <laughs> sleepovers go. it's like you're asking to go and sleep in the uk for one night and come exactly, back like i don't know you know what that's about <laughs> it's, it's like it's like exactly. a vacation <laughs> everything and then they still say no no it's crazy guys it's actually crazy genuinely yeah, like i remember my mom was telling me about how her mom wouldn't let her go for sleepovers because of the story of a girl who got a ring and the ring gave her a rash and some evil things and it's like you know people come up with all these dramatic stories that are just so out of this world and now everyone is going to go to sleepovers because thinking <laughs> because um certain individuals came up with these myths you know and it's like i don't think it's fair and now us as 17 year olds are now looking forward to leaving our parents at house so that we can have our own sleepovers in our own apartments as grown women because we never got to experience it mm. yeah 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 i i definitely get that 
Um, but what about um, what about like in the sense of um, how parents talk in like proverbs and metaphors? I mean, when I t- when I mean when I say they talk in proverbs and metaphors, like for example, um, an old friend of mine when I was spending the the, the day with her, and uh, we were about like what, twelve, and um, um, her dad shouted at her and. I kind of spent the whole day trying to figure out what the dad meant. He said, "He said when I talk to you and I advise you, do I talk with water in my mouth?" I mean, I eventually got it. I eventually got it. But I mean, what is with African parents talking in metaphors? Always talking in metaphors. Honestly, my mom and my dad—they both have never done that to me. But it's very interesting to hear that that happens to people in the household. My parents just ask. My parents just ask really um, rhetorical questions when they're like, you know, sometimes you break a glass or something, then you get in trouble, and they ask you why did you break the glass, and it's like I don't know how to explain a mistake. Like it just happens, you know. You're just staring at them and just silent, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, can you answer me? Can you speak to me? Can you speak to me? And you don't respond, and I now you're screaming at people not responding. You do respond, and they're like, why are you talking back? And it's like, okay, so why would you like me to do? I totally get that. It's like, it's like, I get that, especially with the glass example. It's like, I don't know what you want me to, to, to say when you ask me, why did I break the glass? Exactly. I, I, like I was like, oh, no, we should go to the kitchen and throw the glass on the floor, then walk out. Like, do you do a mistake? Now, Ravumbo, I know this this most likely won't apply to you with you obviously living in Asia and things. So, um, uh, you know, you're more experienced in having these kind of things in your um uh houses but i mean like tanaka and tino do you guys ever experience like where you find something fancy in the fridge like like um just random sodas or or random fruit juices you know you don't just find those kind of things in your fridge you don't just find them if if you find them in the fridge that means your parents are either in a good mood or there's a visitor coming Um, not yeah, really at my house because um, I basically play a role in what goes into the fridge type of vibes. So it's not like, oh, look at what's in the fridge. It's like, I know what's in the fridge. I went grocery shopping, you know. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tina, what about you? Um, it depends sometimes. <laughs> it depends. But it's for it's not rare but it's it's not something that happens all the time okay okay before we we move on to anything else i just need to understand why you know you know african parents and school i don't know what goes on with african parents in school but it's like it's like they always ask they always want you to be the best you always have to get 98 you just have to be the best like if, if you get 95 percent or something or a mark a certain mark they'll obviously ask you what the highest person got and if the highest person got an a they're going to ask you how that highest person got an a you know they'll be like you know do they have three heads or something what happened why, why aren't you the one who got an a that's so true i think there's just this stigma that goes on with african parents or parents in general um, but not all parents are like this, obviously. There are some parents who understand that, you know, my child is not strong academically, so they're probably strong in another 
area or whatever but it's like i think no. our parents it's number one how they were raised and secondly how society influences them you know you see these movies about these um i'll just say black kids for example how black kids got a scholarship to a school and they had to work hard and they went to harvard now they're um famous doctors and it's like those things actually play a role because now they impact our parents more than they actually realize it you know because now you're expecting your child to also be 95 um student um the victor's the door and whatever 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 and it's like not everyone is going to be academically strong but here we yeah. do have our own um white blazer student yeah staring at us the one who came from asia and <coughs> i don't know i don't know what her house is no, like because some of us know we would get sitting no, at home see. for coming number 15 out of 25 and it's like dude i'm just seeing my best no guys <laughs> okay guys yes. <laughs> you see like in our house in my house of where i say you see um um what can i say i think it's because my mother homeschooled like all her children majority of her children so like she knows what to expect from each child so she doesn't come home and say who's getting highest in class type of thing you see i think like she knows that no my child performs like this he or she is like that so you see like for me i've never been asked those who's gotten the highest in fact i'm the one who tells them that oh you see i got oh, this you've never been asked who got the highest thing, this person oh. where do you say no no must be nice okay um, <laughs> so like i'll be the one saying oh you know this person got the highest and i like, can laugh about it I'm like oh but you know this person was like you know so um, i would say i'm fortunate in terms in terms of like academics and schooling um because i think my mother's one understands my dad on the other hand he's like okay i'm paying my children to go to school finish you see you do well okay fine end of story. yeah i can do that. I can do that but yeah i think parents just also need to get to a point where it's like you know what your child is capable of doing you know don't set unrealistic expectations for your child oh, yeah, definitely, you know definitely. and i think this whole thing of african parents don't okay some african parents don't support the whole i want to be a musician i want to be an athlete oh, yeah. it's always books 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 that you is know? very true I think we should definitely yeah, when we become yeah, parents I, we should definitely be a bit more open-minded when it comes to our kids yeah definitely. well it was very um fun having you guys on the show with me today um i really enjoyed your company um make sure you guys check out tanaka's uh business on tcm stationaries on instagram they have the best books best um daily planners best um stationary out there make sure you check them out and make sure you check out tino's instagram page on tino tenda dingerere in youtube yeah oh sorry yes (laughs) (laughs) yes youtube make sure you check out her youtube page Tina Tina Dengerere. Um yeah, thank you guys so much for being on the show with me. It was our pleasure. All the best with your future. Thank you so day much day. for having us. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Can't wait to hear your future. Yeah. That's right. That's right. 
Um, yeah, I can't wait to get paid as well. Don't worry, I got something in store for you. I got something in store for you. Anyway, make sure you guys tune in for next week's episode. We're going to be talking about parental toxicity. I got two amazing guests with me next week. See y'all next time.